Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we ride all over and talk about all sorts of great things in education and do our best to not step in any messes or create any messes or yeah, yeah, we, we just like to talk about education. So Maya, how you doing out there? I'm doing great. It has been a busy, crazy week and I'm excited to take a minute and have this calm conversation. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep the horses to a slow trot, and uh, but we're this is just an exciting conversation as as we talked about last week, the idea of of getting some voices and hearing from some of the customers, if you will, that have been going through this challenging time, this this truly once in a not just a lifetime, but once in a like a whole generation moment in education, and so we are super excited to be embarking on a, a different path for a couple episodes to talk to some different groups of students to see their perspective, hear from them what they've experienced and what their expectations are moving forward. As with all of us, I think everybody is tired of hearing about COVID-19 and the impacts and the word normal and all of those things we've talked about, right, Maya? Oh, I totally agree. I If I never hear the word COVID again, it would be amazing. But you hear it every day and we just keep trudging through. And and it definitely makes us reminisce about, oh, back when, back when. So we brought some students on, some freshmen from college that back when, when it was normal for them, was when they were sophomores. Sophomores in high school. So they've gone through they're pushing into their third year of whatever this is. So we got some college students along on this ride with us. And so we'd like to introduce those those extra cow girls with us. And 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 that first off, we got Tanner from Laramie. How are you doing, Tanner? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad you joined us and we're happy to have you. And we and we've also got Allie, who's a UW student, but she's from Gillette. So how you doing, Allie? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, let's let's dive right into this. And so as you guys head into this year, you, you've gone through this mix. Your high school has been a combination of all sorts of craziness. When you think about your freshman year right now, what are you expecting from just your class environment right now? Let's go with Allie right out of the gate. Well, I'm just hoping that I'm able to learn everything I can from my classes and that we're able to stay in person during the whole school year and that everything remains as normal as it possibly can and that I'm able to get interaction with kids second semester maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, and so currently, with that being said, you are in person full time right now in your classes or some sort of mix? Right now, all of my classes are in person. Okay, and so uh, for for our listeners out there that that maybe don't have a college student, uh, what is that? Are you are our teachers are students required to wear a mask, or are you just socially distanced? What do what does that look like in the class for you? I'm not entirely sure, but I think some other classes, if you're able to spread out, you don't have to wear masks. But for all of my classes, we sit close together, but we do have to wear masks, which can make it kind of difficult to talk to each other and get that face-to-face -face interaction. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. So let's flip that question right on, throw it over to the, the other rider with us. Tanner, what, 
what's your expectation for for classes right now? I was also really glad to be in person. I do have one class that is online, but I rather have the one on online than all online. Um, I do prefer the in class as I feel like I'm a better learner that way. And then I'm also already in a classroom, which is really exciting. So I've already got my hands on with the kids. Oh, perfect. And so how let's let's shift a little bit right to that one. So in that classroom, I'm I'm guessing, but you can clarify for us that you are dealing with masks and kids students with masks and, and dealing with those kind of things. What is how's that look like right now for you? Uh, yes, yeah, so all of us are on mass, and it really depends on the teacher. I feel like how comfortable the teacher is and the students, but we do try to social distance as much as possible. And then when you are dealing with little kids, it is harder to try to enforce the mass rule. Sometimes they don't get it. Uh, for sure. Well, let's be honest. Sometimes older kids don't get it either. Uh, the mask <laughs> is nothing we woke up one day hoping we would all get aware. So I, I know Maya is just like, itching like come on let me let me ask a question so Maya what do you got well just a comment first on the masks so here at UW we don't have to wear them outside so you can be on campus without a mask but when you come into a building you're supposed to put it on so it's constantly like this accessory that you have with you and you have to put it on and off and wherever you go and it's it's very present um in the like environment that we're in so I think that the masks are not, I don't know, they're just this thing that we have to deal with constantly. But I think we've gotten to a space where we're just kind of used to it and you carry it around with you and you put it on when you need to and take it off when you don't have to wear it. So, but related to that, right, you're in face-to-face -face classrooms and you're able to interact with each other. But do you feel like the learning experience is what you were hoping it could be, or do you feel like it still has those barriers? Um, Ali, you mentioned in Gillette, you had like plastic dividers when you guys were face-to-face. -face. So did does it feel like it has those, even though you don't have plastic dividers here on campus, do you feel like you have artificial barriers or do you feel like it's still like a free-flowing classroom? It's interesting because I do kind of feel like there's still those plastic dividers in between everybody. Like I can see the people in front of me and I can like reach out and touch them, but it's like, I still feel like we're all very separated and we're all expected to be in our own little bubbles. And I communicate a lot with like my facial expressions. So it's really hard to have a conversation with somebody and I'm like making facial expressions, but they just don't come across in the way that I want them to. So I feel like the conversations aren't as effective as I would like them to be anymore. Well, that's really interesting. So much of face-to-face -face classrooms are the, that interaction, right, with each other, especially when you're learning to be a teacher, you want to be able to learn in that space and then be able to model, like, it's a model for you, right, to be able to emulate, emulate it later. So, Tanner, what, do you have the same perspective or different? I also feel like there are some barriers. I do feel like one positive is maybe that the classrooms are smaller, and so I feel like there is more interaction with the teachers as all of my classes are probably 20 and lower. Um, but I definitely do feel like that. There are still a lot of barriers. And I always hear the saying, oh, pre-COVID, we used to do this. And so I feel like I'm not getting 100% interaction that we used to. Do you feel like that's during your learning? Like I said, I feel like that I get more one-on-one -on -one 
So I feel like that's probably more beneficial because I'm able to get more explanation, but I feel like it could um, harm me maybe in the future because I just don't have that experience. Well, you brought up a, a good point uh, when you when you said what you hear about before COVID, before COVID. So I, I'm just going to throw a simple question out to you guys. Uh, as far as both of you, are, are you tired of hearing about before COVID? And are, are, or yeah, you, what, when you hear, oh, like it was before, it's like the good old days. But, I mean, what's you guys are young. What's that mean to you? Are you just tired of it? Or are you like, eh, it, yeah, I want it to be back like that too. Okay, go ahead, Tanner. Um, so when I hear the saying before COVID, those were, like you said, the good old days. But we're in this world now where I don't think it'll ever be like that. So it's kind of, we have to forget about that and just try to make what we have. I would love to go back to the no mask, do whatever you kind of want. But I feel like we're not able to do that in the circumstance that we are in. So I feel like we just have to make the best of what we're given. How about you, Allie? What do you think? I would love to wake up tomorrow and never hear the word COVID-19, coronavirus, any of it, mask, ever again. Um, I really don't like the division that it's created. And I would just love to get past all that and just be able to go into the world and have everything be normal and happy. There's not a lot of people that would disagree with you, especially in education. Uh, but Tanner, you made a, you did make a great point that, you know, this is something that essentially by the time you guys graduate and enter the, the classroom, we're probably going to be dealing with some of, well, we're going to be dealing with some of the ramifications of this, but we're also going to be dealing with some of the things that came out of it. Mask may go away, but cleaning regimens and those things probably are are probably maybe for the best are are here say as far as you know trying to maintain as you guys both mentioned the class sizes both um at your guys at at the level of the college but in your elementary classrooms maybe you, you know not trying to pack as many kids into a classroom for whether it's colds or flus or strep throat but in, in this case maybe COVID has made us aware of those things as well. So those kind of benefits will will probably be around and and we'll be able to look at, yeah, when when this was. But yeah, I agree. The the mass thing is an interesting piece. And so I I have a, a random question for and and I'll throw it at, at Tanner first. Uh you, you know, as Maya touched on reading people's faces, reading their reactions, that it's so much a part of being a teacher. Uh, and now we're focused literally on just eyes uh, as far as the face when when a student has a mask on. But are your teachers or have you felt yourself noticing more about your own body language or your students, those moments you've interacted with students or with other students in your classes right now? The body language is becoming a, a bigger tell-all than just reading the facial reactions. Yes, it for sure is. I feel like that we may be bigger in our movements and try to explain more with our hands and our body movements, but the face on face, you can really see what they're saying without saying words. So that's a little hard. Okay, Allie, what do you got to add to that? I've definitely noticed that I talk with my hands a lot more. I'm literally doing it right now as I'm talking to you. And I've noticed the inflection in my voice changes a lot with what I'm trying to get across. So I feel like I'm being a lot more 
dramatic in the way that I talk now, just so that way people understand like the mood that I'm coming from when they can't see my face. And I think especially for little kids, like if you're doing a read aloud or something, being able to see your teacher's face, like as they're reading the certain line is super important and helping them understand the context of a text. Well, I love that, that, that term dramatic um, when we're talking or more dramatic, because I think that's a great description. And so potentially thinking about that is as we exit the mass stage at some point, hopefully in the near future, uh, maybe, maybe we'll all be better. Maybe all of us that are in education will not only be very uh, diligent with our, our facial expressions and our voice, but we'll also be very much using our hands and, and we'll, we'll be better actors in, in per- getting our content out to our, to our students. I was thinking as you guys were talking, you know, your your experience in becoming a teacher is completely in this space of all of these, you know, modifications that we've had to do to education. And, you know, you're interested in teaching those middle grades. Those students, their whole education experience has been in this space, right? So when you were sophomores, those third graders you're hoping to teach, right, were not in school yet, right? So all of these modifications that, you know, to our space, to the way that we interact with each other, they all impact your pedagogy. So have you guys thought about how you're going to like navigate those spaces as a teacher? And I know you're just getting started, but, you know, you, I think when you choose education as a career, you have a vision of who you're going to be as a teacher. So do you, how, let me just ask it this way and let you like fill in the gap. How do you envision yourself as a teacher in the future? Because you've had this thing thrown at you, you know, between, and I don't know if you like grew up thinking you'd be a teacher or you chose it, you know, a little later in your um, career, but you know, you have this thing thrown at you um, that's shaken everything up. So how do you see yourself as a teacher in the future? Tanner, go ahead. So I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've never thought of doing anything other. And so I've taken skills that I like from previous teachers I have, and that's, I've put all of them together, and that's the teacher that I would like to be. So I've had from kindergarten to a senior in high school, I've taken all of my teachers just little points out, oh, that's really good, and I want to do that for my kids someday. But with the whole COVID, I will have to change a little bit for what is socially normal right now. Allie, how about you? So it kind of made me realize that every time, like throughout the past couple of years that I've imagined being a teacher, there's no COVID, like there's no masks, like there's nothing like this. And I just imagine it like when I was in elementary school and we all get to be very hands-on and very close together. And so I'm just really hoping that by the time I'm able to be a teacher that we've kind of returned to a sense of what is considered normal. So with what both of you said, are there things that you want or need in your teacher preparation to get you ready because of this shakeup that we've had? I think being freshmen, we really don't know what we need or want right now. So I think those will come in future years. That's the yeah, that's a great answer. No, I totally get it. I, you don't know what you 
don't know, right? Because yeah. you're just getting started. Ali, you mentioned that, you know, you you have a pre-COVID vision of yourself, yeah. right? So how about you? Do you feel like there's something that you need in your development to deal with COVID? I feel like right now there's so much that we don't know. Like even teachers who are teaching through COVID, like they just don't know how this is going to affect kids in the long term. So who knows like what we're going to find out in four years, like if there's going to be learning deficiencies because of all this time outside of school or just having to wear masks and kind of not getting the social interaction that a kid would normally get. So I feel like what I'm learning now is all pre-COVID things about when a classroom could be, again, quote unquote, normal of everything is hands-on and everyone's all together. But I'm wondering how that might change once we figure out more statistics about where kids are after COVID. Great insight. So James, I know our ride's getting um, to the end here. I'm going to kick it back to you. Well, and I, I, I have a big question. I, I love the answer that you guys that that you both just shared with us. I I I really think, and, and you you hit on a point we've been talking about. You know, what are the things we don't know? Um, and, and there's been a lot of conversation across education about the educational impact. Um, and and when we say educational impact, we often, unfortunately, educational impact is well how kids did on this test or that test. And so we we see an educational impact, but we we like to we like to stay on the other side of this conversation on 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 our rides. So I'm going to kick it to Allie first. And here's here's what I want to know from 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 you to end on here. What do you think you're better at as a result of the last couple years thinking about being a teacher education? What do you what do you think? I don't. Obviously, I'm not worried about a test score. So, what are you better at that came out of these last couple COVID years? Oddly enough, I think I'm much better at communicating. Somehow, COVID has just pushed me out of my shell, and I feel like I have to communicate with people more like vocally, and I have to put myself out there, or else everyone's just going to be sitting around not being able to know who anybody else is because we're all just in our boxes. Wow. Well, that's a great answer. How about Tanner? What What's your take out of this? What's your improvement from the last few years? I'd say my improvement would be being able to adapt any change that's thrown at me. We were all in person in March of 2020. And then over spring break for Laramie is when we totally shut down. And so I think just able to take that and all of these changes and be able to adapt to those, I'm much better at coming over what is thrown at me. Well, and I'll, I'll throw, throw this out with that answer. That is a, a great insight. And as a teacher, sometimes we're notorious in education for getting caught in our own ruts and headed down our own path and our adaptability gets thrown thrown out and we become very much, this is what I've done, this is how I do it, or this is what somebody else has done. And so I, I think that answer highlights what what an awesome piece that that the two of you will bring to education and, and hopefully hold on to that, that ability to adapt because things are coming at our kids. And this is a moment that that proved in education, we need to be more adaptable. We need to be quicker to change and we need to be able to quickly move and do what's best for our, for our students. And so uh, what, what a, what a great answer, but 
this 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 ride has kind of came to an end we've we've been riding all over and and talking about all all sorts of stuff and, and i can't say enough about uh the the opinion that tanner and ali bring to our our conversation and we greatly appreciate having that kind of that high school headed into education perspective and sharing that with us and so uh to both of you both tanner and ali thank you for joining us and and we appreciate your insight thanks for having us thank you well looks like our rides came to an end so let's head them up move them out move them out head them up head them up move them out cowboy on the right.